This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Joseph Berto from White City, Oregon. And you are listening to a special Horse Husbands Only edition of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network on October 27th, episode 1553, brought to you today by Equity Shaken Fork. I am a manly man who lives a manly life in my manly house with my manly wife. And now, from the Man Cave at the Horse Radio Network, the monthly Horse Husbands episode starring Timothy Harfield of Horsehubby.com and America's Horse Husband, Glenn the Geek. This one is for you guys. No horse women allowed. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Horse Husbands episode that we do the fourth Thursday of every month. A little different today because Tim is away. He is off with that wife of his. Uh, you know, she's in this competition stuff and, you know, like a big wig now. So occasionally, Timothy has to do stuff with her. But... Uh, we are so happy to have Joseph Berto on. You've heard him on this show before, if you listen to Horses in the Morning on a regular basis. And you also know his product. It is the Shake and Fork and the Flex and Fork from EquityMFG.com. Hi, Joseph. Oh, good morning, Glenn, and uh, the listeners, and thank you for having me on the show. Well, thanks for filling in on short notice. I really appreciate it. Uh, Timothy had to call off, and I said, oh, who am I going to get on short notice? I said, well, Joseph doesn't have a life. I'll call him. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, just. <laughs> oh, it gets me out of a horse stall. That's true. Well, we appreciate you being here this morning. We're going to have a lot of fun on today's show. We have another Horse Husbands Roundtable and, uh, coming up later in the show. We have Tommy Bateman going to be on, and of course, he's the husband of the legendary Leslie Wiley. And yeah, won't that be fun? Yeah, you hear her here every Monday morning on the show for the last six years. We also have one of our auditor's husbands. His name is Alex Kirsch, and our auditor is is Claire Kirsch, an avid listener to the show. So he'll be on as well. So And, and this, this uh, month, we're doing it a little bit differently. I got listener questions from the ladies wanted to have us answer questions, and I thought some of them were interesting, so we're going to do that uh, here coming and keep up. keep in mind, there's, there's no women allowed to listen to this That's, show. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank Men you for only. Reminder. So That's all right. you women, it's time to go over and turn off your yep. turn off your radio. Go listen to Howard Stern or something, because uh, uh, this right. is off limits here. This is mm-hmm. off limits. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that you're participating in and you're donating a prize for, and that's the Radiothon on November the 28th. We have our second annual 12-hour live holiday Radiothon coming up, and one of those prizes is going to be a, a flex and fork, right? Yeah, that's correct, and we're really happy to be able to provide another one to your listeners. 
um, over the years that we've supported you, we've been very fortunate to have a, a loyal following of, of people that use our Shaken Forks and, and also get back to us with improvements and, uh, and their feedback on, on the durability and things like that. So it's, it's been a great relationship with your listeners. Our listeners are nothing if not vocal. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yes, they, they certainly do tell you how they feel about things. That's one of the yeah. things that makes them such a great audience for us. But, yeah, we do appreciate your support over the years. You've been supporting well. Is this year four? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. And it's fun because a lot of the people that we're talking with, they were early adopters and, and bought forks uh, early on. In fact, Leslie Wiley, uh, uh, who's the wife of, of one of our upcoming guests, she's had one for a very long time. And, and uh, when you've had something that people have for so long, you're really going to hear about it if you make a claim of durability, whatever, and then um, and then it doesn't stand up, and that that hasn't been the case. And most people still have the same fork, you know, these many years later. I know we do. We're st- this is five six years now. I still use my shaking fork. You know, one yep. of the things that you need to do, and you could make a fortune. You need to help Samsung with batteries because <laughs> the, because the battery in the shaking fork. I've been using this thing for five years now. It seems to last forever. The battery a lot longer than my phone does. That's for damn. I'm sure. And it you retry it's just still works. I don't know how this battery after 5 years still works. So maybe you could make a fortune. Yeah, they, they that is one of the deals that people buy uh, it costs a lot of money to buy one of our products, but one of the things that we've insisted on is better materials in the plastic and a very, very robust electronic system so that the charger and the batteries and that kind of thing aren't going to be what fails. Hopefully it's, it's wear items that, that are going to wear out just because of you know, continued use. But the things that you want to have work, which is you plug it in, the light turns on, the batteries charge, that's a pretty, pretty reliable part of our, our shaken forks. I have never had it catch fire once. Oh, God. Yeah, that would be horrible. <laughs> I don't even want to joke about that. <laughs> Sorry. Just the Samsung thing made me think of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, I know. Having to recall every single one of your products. I mean, oh, that has to nice... cost them billions. Oh, it just yeah, has to yeah. be. And then you lose credibility, right? And I have a Samsung Note, by the way. I have the 3, so I have an older version. I love that phone. So I do hope they come out with an 8, because I would love to get a Note 8 as long as they fix the battery issue. They fix that. I'll be I'll be right there with Samsung. I'm a pretty loyal Samsung follower. So, uh, Radiothon. Let's talk about that a little bit. You're going to be giving a prize away on the dressage hour of Radiothon. Um, let, no, Horse Husbands Hour. That's right. It's yeah, this hour, right. Horse Husbands Hour, which is a seven o'clock hour in the evening. Timothy's going to be joining, and we're going to be talking to Horse Husbands. We are leading the way into eventing in Horse Nation. Leslie and Jenny and the wild crew who will end the day. But we have a lot planned for you that day. We have over three thousand dollars in prizes that day. Uh, wow. One of, there's only two ways you can win a prize, and one of the ways is to send us a voicemail. Our theme this year is your fantasy ride. And you're going to have to do this, too. You're going to have to send us a voicemail with this. Um, you bet. It's or, easy for me to come up with a fantasy ride. <laughs> and, it's, and the fantasy ride is any horse, alive or dead, from history. It can be 3,000 years old. Uh, or a horse that's currently here today. We want to know your fantasy ride. What horse would you ride on Christmas Day if you could ride any horse in the world and why? So that, oh, we God, want... you're going to ban me because I'm going to say Black Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> out, you're out. Uh, so, so that's what we want to know. And you can send us a voicemail. We'll we'll have the voicemail number up here next week. You can send us a voice file, just record it on your phone, and send us the sound file. Or you can call in that day. And we had over 200 people call last year. Uh, we had 10 phone lines open all 12 hours, and they were full all 12 hours. It kept Jennifer crazy busy producing. So we're we're going to do the same thing again this year. We want to hear from everybody. So either you send a voicemail or your call, and that's how you get entered to pick win the prizes. We put you on the spreadsheet. We pick a number every hour. You win prizes every hour, and then the grand prize at the end of the day at 9 o'clock in the evening after 12 hours will be $1,200 worth of items. So, uh, it, so it's a big day. We're, we have a ton of cool guests already lined up. George Morris, Morris has confirmed the oh, George wow. has confirmed, and he will be talking about the holidays. So we're going to get him on. Won't it be cool to hear George's fantasy ride? And I, I heard a rumor that that if your fantasy horse is one of the ones that's still alive, that you might possibly be able to go ride that horse. Is that correct? Uh, no, you heard that wrong. That's uh, oh. you're, <laughs> sorry. No, you're not going to get to go ride anyway. Totalis or uh, Vallegro. <laughs> no. Oh, how sorry. do you know? <laughs> sorry, no Vallegro for you. <laughs> But I, I, I'm excited about the theme this year. I think it should be fun to hear about the, especially from the celebrity guests we get on. Uh, you know, yeah. like a George Morris, who is his fantasy ride? You know that that's. I'd like be... to hear what Templeton Thompson's uh, celebrity ride would be. Well, I, I'm sure we'll be hearing from Templeton. We always do. We always do. Yeah. So that'll be fun. So that's coming up November 28th. Start put your thinking caps on. We want to. We want some funny songs. We had some of the best songs last year that people sung. We want you to get out your guitars. We want you to rewrite the Twelve Days of Christmas. We want fly hear... flex and forks. Yes, yeah. fly flex and forks. Flex and forks was very common in those songs last year. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. So we, we want your creativity and uh, want you to be part of the show. All right, let's get to the roundtable. What do you say we get started? Okay, great. Well, we're bringing our husbands in for the roundtable tonight and a name you have heard before. You've heard his name before. You know her very well. This is Tommy Bateman, who is husband of the legendary Leslie Wiley. Hey, Tommy. Hello, how are you? It's an honor to be here. Thank you. You've been on uh, once before, right? That's correct. It was a blast before, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, Timothy was on that time, and I think we had a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to get back to you, because all everybody listening to this show right now knows Leslie. She's here every Monday. She People love her. They love hearing her stories. But Leslie... Yeah, welcome to my life. Yeah, Leslie's a little controlling. So <laughs> we're going to discuss that in a minute. Wait till, wait till Joseph and Alex hears this. Uh, and next, uh, Tommy, what do you do for a living? Let's just uh, remind I, everybody. Um, I am the, the, the manager of a smokehouse. So, um, uh, we, you we do may, barbecue? Not quite. Oh, uh, okay. Country ham and country bacon. <sighs> um, Benton's Smoky Mountain Country Hams in Madisonville, Tennessee. Um, I've been there for about three and a half years. We dry cure, age, and smoke country ham and country bacon, and that's what I smell like all the time. Uh, can I just say Thanksgiving's com- coming if you can ship? All right. If you guys ship, uh, I'll give you my address. Yeah, you might want to text me because our phone will be busy. <laughs> Bad. Do that you must ship? Be quite a, a, that must be quite a, a, an odor in your car when you and Leslie are traveling <laughs> together with the smell of bacon and horse manure. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like funny. to say it's half uh, great smelling and half <laughs> the well, other. It has half Leslie smelling. <laughs> <laughs> 
So do you ship? Does this place ship? Oh yeah. yeah. Most of what we make uh, goes out on the UPS truck. So, so, you know, I'm just manage the plant, uh, everything from, you know, customer relations to, uh, Accounts receivable, and you know when we're busy in the holidays, I'm working the 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 little retail store we have up front, and hiring and firing, and just all that all that stuff, and then you know making sure the smokehouse stays lit and smoking, and everything in between. Please tell me, I'm going to hang up on you. By the way, you're off the call if you're a vegetarian. <laughs> not. Oh, good! Yay! No. Glad to hear Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Because I was hanging up on you. Uh, <laughs> Work in a smokehouse and then you're a vegetarian. <laughs> well, Did Alan, you do the smokehouse prior prior to being married with Leslie? Uh, no, we met uh, while I was still doing restaurant management. Oh, uh-huh. Very cool. Well, Alex, we're going to bring you in. Alex Kirsch is husband uh-huh. of the adorable auditor, Claire. K- is it Kirsch? Is that how you say it? That's correct. Yeah, okay. And now you've, uh, how long have you two been married? We've been married just over two years. Oh, got so married July, uh, July twenty seventh, two thousand fourteen. You're newlyweds. Yeah. <laughs> you just Basically. started into this horse husband thing. Now, were you a horse guy? Well, growing up, my aunt Joni was always had, was the person one that had the horses, and so like whenever my sister and I would go up to her place, uh, I'm originally from Oregon, and uh, she would have her own little horse stable. She had a few different horses. And uh, that's where I first got introduced into the horse world. So I've been around horses a good portion of my life. Um, and then when Claire and I first met, because like uh, my mom got in the habit of getting horses. Now she doesn't ride horses, but she takes care of horses. But it all started with donkeys, and then it upgraded to horses eventually. But anyway, like after Claire and I first met, I mean, I found out that she was a horse person, and you know, from then on, I was like, oh, I know what horses are like, and I know it's a very high maintenance, and I also tell her it's like, it's not necessarily a hobby. I consider it a lifestyle, more like, so, um, I'm not the horse riding type. I'm just the one that supports the habit. I mean, I'll go out there and clean muck out of the stalls or haul bales of hay and top off water. I mean, I'll, I'll do that. It's just riding, not so much my forte. <laughs> <laughs> now, Alex, what are, you're, you're in the military, right? That is correct. Uh, how long? I've been in the army for 15 years. I joined in 2001. Wow! So, are you are you staying in till retirement? Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I made that decision a long time ago. I I uh, reenlisted indefinite when I was stationed back at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Uh, indefinite meaning you're going to do the full 20 years in the army. And where are you stationed now? Where are you and Claire at? Uh, we're now down here at Fort Benning, Georgia. Oh, cool! You're not too far from us then. Yeah, not too far at all. Correct. Well, uh, thank you for serving, number one, and uh, thank you for being on the show with us tonight. We're going to do something a little bit different. Well, first, first, before we get, we asked our listeners, the females in the audience, to to ask us questions. What do they want to know from horse husbands? And we got some really good ones. I picked out the ones I thought were the most interesting and the ones we'd have the most fun with. But before we get to that, we have to get back to Leslie Wiley. Uh, yeah, and and you ha- she sent me an email today, and I was a little shocked <laughs> that I got this email today. Anybody that knows Leslie knows that she's a writer and knows that Leslie has her opinions on many different things. And let me know if I'm wrong on any of this, uh, Tommy. Go on. Leslie has an incredible wit. Yes, she has an incredible wit, and, I, and, and, and I'm drastically trying to find the email. Why did I lose it? 
Um, I'm trying to find the email that she sent me today. Uh, here One it is. thing I'm just I'm just dying to know uh, with Tommy Bateman is whether you you considered having a last name of Wiley. <laughs> we we talked about it, and then you know uh, she she also uh, was trying to talk me into dropping the E out of the middle of Bateman so she could be Mrs. Batman. Batman. <laughs> It's pretty good, actually. <laughs> of course. Well, you know how Everybody there's some people that have a last name. <laughs> people have a last name that that describes their profession, and and it was really interesting that that Leslie Wiley is is uh, so well suited to her last name. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and you know, and I think she's hanging on to that name. Uh, you know, she's she's put a lot into it and done a lot for herself, and so she's hanging on to that uh, professionally. But it was a you know it was a big moment several years in when she. And when she finally said, "You know what? I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna make the change officially," and uh, made me really happy. I was, you know, uh, so so officially, you know, she's a Bateman, but you know, she's still wily as hell. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. Well, I got this email, guys, and uh, this morning I, I almost fell over laughing. Uh, <laughs> Leslie sends me this email that says, probably because I'm nervous about what Tommy will say on the Horse Husband show, I wrote up a memo to remind him about some of the reason why he's really lucky to be married to an amazing horse wife like me and vice versa. Maybe you can let Tommy work it, work it in there somehow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's not controlling at all, is she? No, yeah, no, you need to work carefully. You know, you said you said the word controlling and I cringe and uh I would say she has input. <laughs> I bet she does. Tommy, this is why Tommy is a good horse husband. <laughs> Tommy is secure enough in his masculinity to drive a Prius while his wife drives an F250. First of all, Tommy, man than I. Can, can we talk about the Prius now? Absolutely. Uh, where the hell did the Prius come from? Well, uh, I, I, I took this job in, out in Madisonville. Uh, we live in Knoxville, pretty close to downtown. Madisonville is about an hour away. Um, and this was, you know, uh, gas prices up over four bucks. Uh, you know, I don't know what part of the country you're, all of you listening are from, but here that's a lot. And, uh, and so we thought, you know, okay, either we're going to have to move closer or I'm going to have to get a hybrid. Um, and, and so, uh, we did, uh, the hybrid instead because we love where we live and, uh, I actually love it. I mean, I'm averaging, I'm not, I'm not, you know, being, maybe I should be reimbursed by Toyota, but I'm not, uh, but I'm averaging over 50 miles a gallon. It's amazing. It's a comfortable, easy car to drive. Um, I think, I think, uh, being smart with your money is very masculine, so I'm just going to go with that. Go with did, that, did yeah. Keep a little bit, of, keep a little bit of masculinity, and at least get a five speed in it. <laughs> right. No. I don't feel too bad because one of my coworkers, he drives a smart car to work every day, and he's the last oh, wow. person you'd expect to drive a smart car. You couldn't cram me in a smart car with a shoehorn. I'm <laughs> I'm six four. No, you wouldn't. And getting fit. bigger. <laughs> You'd have to move the seat to the back of the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is no back. That's the funny part. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, they are kind of cute, though. You you don't have to worry about parking, do you? Uh, no, you pretty much park anywhere. All right, this is uh, why Tommy is a good horse husband. He's really good at nodding and smiling, which comes in handy when I announce I'm buying a new horse or going to a fox hunting party trip with the lady Martha, etc. Now, for those that don't know Leslie, she's a bit. She's a bit of a partier. So does that bother you when she goes overseas? And you know Leslie's going to be partying the whole time she's over there. 
Well, what's what's hilarious about that trip is uh, that was that was a trip that we were planning uh, to go to Dublin, to go to uh, Liverpool, to go to London. And she said, you know who I would love to meet if she would meet me uh, is the lady Martha Sitwell. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to go into, you know, sucking up airtime describing who Martha Sitwell is. Google it. You'll get an eyeful. Um, and, uh, and so she just reached out to her and, and, um, and, and Martha responded and they, they ended up tagging on, uh, you know, multiple fox hunts at the end of the trip after she had, Leslie had escorted me to the, you know, airport and said goodbye. And she stuck around, she stuck around and, uh, and, and did a, did a fox hunt. And so, yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of terrified about that, but, um, you know, she's tough, you know, she, <laughs> I think she had a, at the end of the, the, the weekend hunt, she had a rotational fall. That she, yeah. Like she's like, she's got to just scrape my nose up. I'm okay. You know, but that's, I don't mind the, you know, the, the social scene and all that. I mean, I love to have fun. We go out together. It's a blast. And, uh, but the, the scary part is the, you know, is the writing, um, so, so she said, we're going to do this. And this is this crazy hunt with really menacing hedges and, and I, I smiling and nodding as just came right in exactly like she said. So, well, guys, did, I got your wife call her lady, Martha. I, she did before she left. She didn't when she came back. <laughs> I think they had drunk enough that they were friends yeah. by then. Uh, yeah, I got to tell you, one of the funniest uh, on all of the fifteen hundred episodes we've done on Horses in the Morning, one of the funniest half hours when was Leslie was were, was telling us about that trip. That was one of the funniest half hours we've ever had. I got more response to that than almost anything we've ever done. Uh, it was just so funny hearing she, Leslie tell it, and story. she wrote an amazing like four. Uh, four segment piece uh, for the website, Hor- you know, Horse Nation, Eventing Nation, that whole family yep. of uh, of sites. That was that was the, like it was four episodes of her telling that, meeting her, doing that ride, going out with her. That if you haven't read it, go dig it up because it's it's a blast to read and it's you know at times harrowing, at times really entertaining. And uh, yeah, that that was a highlight of our trip. Well, let's stop talking about Tommy and, and go over her list of why Leslie is a good horse wife. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Now, this is from Leslie. This is her talking about herself. I keep my bank account separate so he can't get mad at me for how much money I blow on horses. Do you guys all have separate bank accounts? Do you, do you, uh, do you guys, Joseph? No. As a matter of fact, um, I, I earn the money and uh, give the checks to my wife, and she um, does what she pleases with it. So she, she's actually a lot more... Uh, careful with with the funds than I am, so I'm I'm grateful for that. <laughs> Same here. Jennifer's the bookkeeper in our family. Alex, how about you? Well, we have separate uh, accounts. However, I've granted Claire access every now and then to the bank account. Uh, she and I go over the budget every so often just to make sure that all the money's going in the right places. Um, we both have a tendency to ask each other, like, hey, is it okay if I buy this? Or sometimes she'll just tell me, is like, oh, I saw this, like, she'd be on Tech of the Day. It's like, I saw this really good deal on techoftheday.com. I'm like, oh, big surprise. And, um, <laughs> well, we just go over the budget and everything like that. And I have my bank account. She has her bank account. And then we also have one, it's like, for specifically for bills. And then when we see we have leftovers, like, okay, that's going to be our spending money for the month. So, I mean, we're, we're living comfortably. Did Claire ever tell you who started Tack of the Day? She did not, actually. 
I started Tech of the Day many, many, many <laughs> oh. years ago. So you can blame me for that one. That would be my that, fault. It's okay. That's <laughs> quite all right. You know, she, there's always a good deal on there that she's always telling me about. You know, what's so funny about that is just before we recorded, I was in, Jennifer was editing a show, and I looked at her screen, and she had Tack of the Day up. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing changes after all these years. Uh, the other things that Leslie likes about herself, or, or <laughs> why she says she's a good horsewife, sorry about that. Uh, she says, tight breeches, tall boots, riding crops, just saying Tommy is a lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> I've never told Tommy that I was going to Ocala for a week and then stayed gone for three months like I did my last boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, she just told me that recently that that was that that happened multiple times and and all I could say was thank you for not doing that anymore. Yeah, appreciate that. But you know, if she's gone for three months, you know where you stand. Right. Uh, yeah, next time that happens. I've never made him watch a dressage lesson. I've only made him watch one dressage video on YouTube, and it was Totalist Freestyle. It was amazing, and I'm sure Tommy enjoyed it very much. Didn't you, Tommy? <laughs> I, I gotta say, she said she never made me watch dressage, and I said no. We watched that Grand Prix Dressage. I don't remember the, the name. And she was like, oh, it's Totalism. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it was. So I remembered that. God, you've only ever watched one dressage test? Uh, as, in terms of like she and I sitting down at home to like have a YouTube yeah, but session. You, you watch her do dressage, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah absolutely. So I was going to be concerned there for a minute. <laughs> No. And then Leslie's number five is, did I mention tight breeches? And we, by the way, Leslie, that's why we all are married to horsewomen. That's, uh, the I was going to say, it seems like Tommy kind of skipped over that one pretty quickly. <laughs> I just let that one go. I, you know, that's yeah. a given for us horse husbands. It's one of the reasons that we're in, where we married horsewomen is the tight breeches aren't bad. It's a good thing. Good thing. Yeah, my wife when I when I was first learning how to ride and and uh, and I did ride English and and dressage and and she used to say what did you learn today or what did you do today and I said I rode around in circles, and then another week would go by and she'd say what did you do and I'd say I rode around in circles, and <laughs> then what did you do I rode around in circles and then it became pretty obvious that dressage to me was riding around in circles. circles. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what do, how, what does Claire ride? How what does she do? She rides English and primarily uh, and. Uh, when it comes to riding nowadays, though, she's gotten a lot into the uh, competitive trail riding. Uh, she started back when we were stationed in Oklahoma. She was riding with Region 4 because uh, where we kept the horses at the time, because we've got two of them. Um, you've already known that we've got an Appaloosa and a Morgan. And uh, she takes the Morgan out for the trail ride. And the, the, the place where we kept the horses boarded up at, uh, the, one of the person kept it there, she's one of the judges for Region 4. and She's very well known for being the judge there. Well, anyway, she got she did about three trail rides there, and then she's done two trail rides since we've been down here for uh, Region Five. So that's what she does, spends most of her time doing. But she normally rides English when it comes to riding horses. Uh, she's thinking about like trying something different with Chance the Appaloosa, just to see what kind of style fits him best, though. So you don't have to watch dressage tests, is what I'm hearing. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, let's just say like uh every now and then she'll send me like a video and she's like oh you need to see this video or she'll show me like uh well, how you mix the uh the beatles with dressage and it's like it shows like these horses running around in circles to the song uh here comes the sun of course then now every time i hear the song that's all i think about is that little dressage lesson <laughs> but um one of the things we found out i found out that you know 
Gene, you're a fan of the Big Bang Theory. Did you know that uh, Kayla Cuoco, who plays Penny, is a writer? She's a big writer. We've been trying to get her on the shows for years, and we can't get through her people. We've been trying. I have a bounty out. I'll pay $500 anybody can get her to come on the show. Uh, but I can't. we can't get through the people. Oh, she has okay. too many people. When you make a million dollars an episode, you have people. So, yeah, yeah, and I know which barn she rides at, but they're all. I think they all had to sign non-disclosure agreements, and <laughs> you know, they they're not allowed to talk to anybody. So it's been tough trying yeah. to get through to her. I'd love to have her on the show. That's one of my favorite shows, as you know. Al- my, I relate to that show so much. I I'll never forget, like when I first watched the show, they're playing Klingon Boggle, and they showed the picture of the Klingon dictionary, and I couldn't stop laughing. Because I had the exact same dictionary when I was a kid growing up. I just couldn't <laughs> stop laughing at that. Every time I tell people that story, it's like, well, you're a nerd. I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I, and I tell you, say that with pride. <laughs> now, Alex, um, you, uh, Claire is an auditor, which means she's like a super fan of the Horse Radio Network. Does she force you to listen to our shows? Well, what happens is... You can be honest like, there. Okay. I horse? No, no, I, I'll be honest. Uh, occasionally, I ask if I mind if we listen to horses in the morning. I'm like, no, that's fine. And every now and then, I'll just, like, uh, listen in. But just to kind of find what I was getting myself into, I listened to the last podcast from the last time you guys did the uh, husband, Horse Husbands Roundtable just to find what I was getting myself into, in a way. So, I mean, let's just say, like, half the time when you talk about stuff with horses, it's like a foreign language to me. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm just like, you know, shake your head and nod your head and saying, yes, okay, yes, yes. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on, but okay, that's fine. You know, I'll, I can learn as I go. Well, uh, let's get into our listener questions here, and I'm going to start with Chantel Williams, who asks, does it make you feel neglected when I, meaning meaning, meaning the spouse, uh, spend so much time with my horse? So, Tommy, you, you know, Leslie is spending a lot of time on horse stuff, right? She, she makes her living doing horse stuff. Absolutely. So, so what does it, do you feel neglected sometimes? Well, it- you know, and it's not just riding for her, which which she's doing. Uh, she's actually going to compete this weekend, um, but she also is covering a lot of yeah, uh, events. Yeah, she travels so, a lot. Yeah, yeah, so she travels a lot. So she's gone a lot. Um, but does it make me feel neglected when she's spending so much time with her horse? Absolutely not, because I've I've I, I'm aware of her general demeanor when she's not spending enough time with her horse. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's edgy. It's, uh, it's, it's, she's not, she's not as happy if she's not doing it, you know? Um, and so knowing that she's doing that, she's doing something that, that fulfills her, that challenges her, that, you know, scares her, that, 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 that she learns and, and she builds this relationship. Um, you know, that, I, that's that's one of the things I love about her is that like she's got this thing that like that that fulfills her in that way and uh, you know it's, so when she's not doing it uh, you know it's the clock is ticking basically <laughs> um, so you know and then the other thing too is like you know when she's out of the country for you know six days um, I don't feel neglected I typically have a blast um, for like it, it's like the first. Um, the first two nights I'm like back in bachelor land and I'm a total slob and like, woo, I can eat cheese it and watch a lot of TV or whatever. And then I have this slow progression like through like, Oh, well this slob life is really not fun. I remember why I left this behind. (laughs) And by the time she gets back, I've like progressed back to like the man that she actually agreed to marry. (laughs) 
I think we all do that, don't we? Yeah. Alex, do you yeah. go through that too? If Claire goes away, I, I find the same thing. I just, the first couple days are really fun and then it starts to get old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I feel I spend more time away from home than she does when it comes to uh, horse riding. I mean, occasionally she and some of her friends will uh, go ride out riding on one of the trails. Cause there's plenty of trails to go ride around here in Georgia. And, uh, but even when we were back in Oklahoma, she would go riding a lot. I would actually, I actually encourage her to go riding because the thing is, is this is a part of her personality. This is what makes Claire Claire. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, it's like I said earlier, this isn't a hobby. This is a lifestyle. This is something that you have to put all of your effort into because the thing is, is I noticed the connection that she and Gamut and Chance have each other. And like, ever since they did that first trail ride, I just could see like how much in her element she was. She was surrounded by people that were just like her, had the same kind of dedication and love for their horses. And, you know, they, and Gambit's like her buddy. She loves that horse. And it's just, anytime she's like, is it okay if I go to the barn? I say, yes, go to the barn. Like very, very rarely, unless I have like a really bad day and I just want to spend time with my wife, I will never, ever like try to deny my wife going to the barn because this is a part of her personality. And I just couldn't imagine being the kind of person who's like, no, you have to stay at home or something like that. I mean, I'll go to the bar- she'll go to the barn and, you know, and if I see something needs to be done around the house, I'll, I'll take care of it because, you know, she works all day from home. So, and I don't care having to come home from work and, you know, having to do the dishes from time to time. I mean, if she's stressed out. She needs her alone time. She needs her me time. You know, husbands, we get our me time as well. But the wives need to get their me time as well. And I feel that's something that makes the relationship all the stronger, actually. Said like a true newlywed. Good job, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just I kidding. Live, I live well. <laughs> yeah, you see that. Joseph. Well, it's a little bit different in our, our case because we have a lot of horses and, and, uh, and a ranch. And so my wife's place to be away is actually here. There's, there's yeah, almost the no place that she would prefer to be than, than right here at home. And, and I'm just as involved with horses as she is, although she, I'm going to say she's the horse lover and I, I kind of approached it analytically. But I've traveled all over the world and been involved with horses. I've known my wife ever since she was 14 years old, and horses have been part of her life from the, the very beginning. And I've I've always known that, um, which which really leads to the question, and that is that the care and time that my wife gives to her horses is really a reflection of how she treats me and the other animals. And and to say that that I would deprive her of of what she does, it, it would just be de- depriving myself. So, no, I, it doesn't make me feel bad. It makes me feel happy. You guys are all too squishy. All right, Andrea. Uh, <laughs> Andrea, I'm all what can I say? I'm oh, well, no, let's put. How do you? How does? Uh, how, how does your wife feel, Glenn? Uh, you know, it's. Just, it, I have to agree with everything you guys said, and you know, and besides, it gives us time to watch football without her complaining about it. So it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, perfect. yeah, that's that's very true. <laughs> However, I don't get cable where I'm at, so I have to like watch it on my phone. But it's nothing more than GameCast, so it's kind of a little boring. You can't you even know? see the football. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty small. Yeah. Uh, so Andrea McCullough sent this one in. How upset do you really get when you have to plan date nights or weekend getaways around our horses? You know, that was one of the hardest things. I'll, I'll jump in here right away. We had a big barn for a long time. Joseph, you, you, you can relate to this. So we had about 25 horses there. You just couldn't go away. 
because there it was too hard to find somebody reliable to take care of the horses if you were going to go away for more than just a night. You know, if you were going to go away for a couple of days, it was almost impossible to plan that. So I used to get frustrated at that because there would be times we'd want to go away for a weekend or whatever, and and we couldn't. And that that did bother me a little. That was one of the things that uh, bothered me from having so many horses at the time. And I I completely second that. That we we literally, if both of us are going to be away. It, it can be a six month um, in advance to try to make it to where you can both leave. So, so I fill in for my wife when she's gone, and and then, but I'm the one that's gone, you know, the great majority of the time, and uh, and it does take a little bit of planning. But once again, you, you can't get frustrated about it. It's what you're married to. Yeah, in this case, our horses. You guys don't have yeah. that problem so much because you're boarding, right? Well, yeah, I think I'm yeah. Alex. Maybe in the same same boat that I'm in, um, but no, I don't. I don't get upset. Um, you know that that that's part of i work a lot too of course i'm sure you guys all do as well um but you know we've got limited amount of time and she she does her best to like squeeze all the barn time into uh the time that i'm not available but you know i also know that barn time is like you know if she says i'm going to be at the barn and i'll be back around x o'clock I know I'm like, okay, we'll just add like 45 minutes to an hour. I was going to ask that. you about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then just like, you just Swiss get used girl to, time. <laughs> yeah. You just get, you just get used to like, okay, well that's what you said. I know what actually is going to happen and that's fine. You just plan around it, you know? And it, it, uh, there's you always get, one more thing to do at the barn. There's just that one more, th- I'll be home in a half an hour. And then there's that one more thing. Alex or, is, is Claire con- constantly late. No, of course not. How can you suggest such a thing? I'll I'll put it like this. There have been times like when we've had something like planned, but it it doesn't happen very often because like we've always had the opportunity and the privilege of keeping our horses boarded up someplace. And it's usually been a very reliable person taking care of them. Um, I'm used to having to change at the last possible second because, you know, being in the military, I mean, you get called in like, something might happen and you have to go into work or something like that. And so I'm used to like having to cancel at the last possible second. So, I mean, if I have to cancel something, I look at it as not that big of a deal because you see, the thing is, is while I have my job, which is very, very important to me, she's got horses, which are very, very important to her. And I know that whatever we're doing, yes, it's a little bit unfortunate. And yes, sometimes I would much rather go do something and like, you know, spend time with, with Claire. But if something happens, like, if we have to drop our plans for the evening, it's not a big deal. It really isn't. Because honestly, what's more important? Because, you know, I mean, these, these animals are, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of like a part of our personality as well. I mean, it's just, they're, they're our responsibility. And it's like, you take good care of the horses, the horses will take care of you, that kind of deal. That's just the way I see it. Kind of the flip side, though, is if my wife is depending on me to be here at the ranch at a particular time, and I should be somewhere, oh, maybe an hour late. Wow, frosty reception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Funny how that works. I right? so got yeah. the, you know, flat tire, old friend came out of town, there was earthquake, terrible flood, locust, you know, just whatever, you know, just whatever you could pull out right. of your pocket. Plague of locust, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break for a commercial, and we're going to be right back with some more questions from some of our female listeners. You know, I'm so excited because we're coming into the holidays. We talked about Radiothon a little earlier, and one of the things that I think is the best gift that a horse husband can buy their horsey wives, and I know it doesn't sound romantic, I realize that 
that. But I think one of the best gifts is a, gifts is a shaken fork or a flexing fork. And I think we could come up with some interesting reasons, like a list of reasons why that would be the perfect gift. <laughs> I could agree with you. I could think of a few things. <laughs> I mean, what says love better than a manure fork? I, I, right? I, I have no idea. I mean, what else could, could make you think of them every time they look at horse poop? Hey, horse women do not want flowers. They just die. <laughs> My wife always says, stop buying me flowers. They die. I kill them. You know, don't buy me a plant because I kill that too. I, they want practical horsey gifts. That's what they and want. I, you can be pretty sure that if they're talking about what they got, not every wife's going to get a horse manure fork. That is true. And you know what I've always said, and I said this last year at Christmas, if you buy them a flexing fork or a shaking fork, it's going to make their life easier every single day when they clean stalls or clean the fields, whatever they clean, it's going to make their lives easier, and they're going to be thanking you every single day. They won't even be thinking about you when those flowers die. Well, that's true. And powered shaking forks have withstood the test of time with sales all over the world. Our claim of half the time and half the bedding has been proven out over tens of thousands of hours of stable cleaning. And while the powered version costs a little bit more, it repays for itself over and over again. They last forever. So not only are you giving it to them for this year, you're actually giving it to them for the next five to ten years. Yeah, and in 10 years of sales, we know that our forks usually wear out before they break, which sounds kind of funny until you realize how many lifetime warranty forks you have lying around broken. An equity fork is a tool you can depend on every day for years of cleaning. So this is the great practical gift to, to do at the holidays. I highly recommend it. You know, we, I don't think I've had anybody write to me and say I hated my flexing fork or my shaking fork. You know, they are tough to hide under a Christmas tree. They are tough to hide. Yeah, I, I'll give you that one. Maybe a, bow, maybe a bow out in the stall would be a better plan for that. And this is the most important reason. They make you clean stalls every once in a while, and it is so cool to use the shake and fork. It's an attention getter, number one, but it makes your life easier. So forget her. Shh. They're not listening anyway. No women are allowed to listen. So forget her. You buy her this gift, it makes your life easier. What better reason would you want? Shh. Don't tell them I said that. Well, I can give you a really good reason is that it's an all-American invention. I mean, they're invented here. They're, they're not something that was invented in China. Uh, they're made here in Oregon. They're sold and supported in the USA. So that means when you buy an equity fork, you're supporting a made-in-America small business where real people, including my wife Diane and I, will answer your questions in person. You can visit us at shakenfork.com and experience why a better tool can save you time and money when cleaning up after your horse. Shakenfork.com uh, on the internet. Here we're back, and I have some questions from some more listeners here. Celeste asks, what in the world do you love about us so much that you're willing to put up with our horsey baggage? I love how she called it horsey baggage. And I know Celeste, and she is like in the deep end of the pool with the horse thing. She is like really in the deep end. And by the way, Alex, I also have to say, with all of your answers tonight, there are a lot of single horse women that, that are going to be fighting for you and going to be beating Claire off. Uh, so, uh, look. Well, sorry, ladies. <laughs> he's taken. taken. <laughs> he's taken. So uh, I guess we've we kind of answered that one already, haven't we? 
Yeah, Leslie, between Leslie and uh, Tommy, I think that it's pretty much been covered. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so here. Speeches, you know. <laughs> we'll go to the next one then. Chantel asks, uh, and I know Chantel really well. I used to work with her. She helped create Tack of the Day and still works at Tack of the Day, actually. What's your funniest story of being dragged along to a show or event? Do, you, do any of you have any funny stories? Oh, I can relate. One. I can't think of any. Yeah, go ahead, Joseph. Well, my, my wife, when we were first married, she really liked to go to, to horse shows and horse expos and things like that. And being an inventor, I thought, hey, I'll invent something so that we can go to a show and sell it and, and I can write off the whole experience. And uh, so I did, and it was equity fencing. And so for probably three or four years, I would go to six or seven uh, shows a year and usually bring my wife along. And after about three years, you couldn't get her to go to a horse show anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Standing in a booth all day long, listening to people, you know, asking questions so you could get 15 or 20 minutes away to watch the same thing that you've seen at the other horse expo. Yeah. After you've been to a a bunch of them, they're kind of the same thing. Yeah, that is true. I'm trying to think if I have a funny story. You know, I've told the story of the first show I went to see Jennifer do. She went off course, and that was the first time I'd ever seen her ride. I don't know if I made her nervous or what, uh, but she went off course and ended up in the field that wasn't even part of the farm. It was, oh, wow. It was like, oh, she hates when I tell that story. So, shh. Uh, I really don't have much of a show on, but it's kind of an embarrassing one for myself because uh, the first time I ever tried to put a halter on a horse was back in... Uh, back in Oklahoma and Claire kind of made fun of me because of the way I was trying to, cause I had no idea what I was doing. Cause I, like I said, I'm just like trying to do stuff like this. I mean, you might as well hand me a Rubik's cube and blindfold me cause I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. But the thing is though, is like, I tried to tell one of my friends, however, is like, well, I now I know how to put a halter top on a horse. I completely misinterpreted it. And she just got <laughs> lost. She just couldn't stop laughing <laughs> because then my friend looked at me as like, I think that may be a little difficult, but you know, so she likes to share that story with people. I got to tell you, we've all put the halter on upside down at times. I've done it too. So we've all done that. But you can take an M16, take it apart blindfolded. Uh, no, I can't actually. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> but, you know, you know that, that's Hollywood, you know, spicing things up. Oh, you can't do that? <sighs> Alex, I did not do that. so disappointed. All right. Now, <laughs> this is well, it. It is nice to be to be married to to. I mean, I don't know about the other horse wives, but my my wife is is actually really low low maintenance. And uh, when it comes to things like going to shows, and uh, if you were to have a flat tire on the trailer, she she could change that, or or she can drive a, a our dually with a five speed. She can hook up a fifth wheel first time out. Um, she that there is something to be said for for women that have spent a lot of time away from a guy and de- dependent on themselves. So hitting this show thing is actually uh, it, it's a pretty good thing and and worth encouraging if if uh, your wives like to do My it. My wife doesn't let me drive the horse trailer with the horses in it. I'm not allowed to drive. <laughs> like she drives the horse trailer with the horses in it. Ta- yeah, in my case. My wife will see a, a a corner coming and I'll I'll feel her going <laughs> because she's you're going she's too just, fast. Slow down. You're going too fast. <laughs> Tommy, have so you yeah, ever I'm driven that new horse? That, oh my god. <laughs> Tommy, have I, you I ever? Will, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I'll I'll always let Diane drive if if she's towing a trailer. She just seems to have a, a better instinct about yeah, the horses. You know, just not kicking or moving around back there. <laughs> it's just easier. Tommy, now yeah. your Leslie has this fancy new pony that she's eventing. I oh, bet yeah. you you have never driven that horse. 
Oh, no, no, yeah. absolutely yeah. not. In <laughs> fact, uh, you know, she was the, uh, kind of piggybacks on onto uh, what Joseph was going to say. And, and it, and it reminded me of Celeste's question, like, what do you love about us so much? I'm like, your toughness, your tenacity, your ability to like figure stuff out for yourself. Like she, she called me one night, she's coming back from, uh, I think it was North Carolina. Uh, and she said, Hey, I'm in the middle of the mountains. Um, and just had a blowout on the trailer. And it's, you know, it's of course like, I don't know, to 10 or 11 at night, I'm three hours away. Uh, and so I'm Googling a map to find out what's close to her. And it's, of course it's, it's a Sunday night and there's nothing open. There's just nowhere to go. I'm like, you could go 15 miles back the way you came and there's an Exxon that might be open, you know, but she figured it out. She like drug that thing back and like put the spare on. And I was like, if you want, I can be there in two and a half hours. And she's like, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to sit here like a damsel in distress for two and a half hours. In the mountains right? of Tennessee. Yeah, while you drive. That sounds safe. Yeah, no, figure yeah it out. 30 minutes, though, you'd have been there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's true. That, yeah, but no, she figured it out. She got home, and I sat up biting my nails until she got here. And, and that's that goes back to the question that Celeste had is, what do you love about us so much that you're willing to put up with all our baggage or whatever i don't consider yeah. it baggage like i'm focusing on the what do you love about us which is like problem solving and tenacity and toughness you know like they, they just get it done you know yeah i don't think we any of us could be with dependent wives who are constantly you know who just will not let it alone and and will not do anything by themselves i i i think horse husbands aren't cut out for that right right alex i mean we like right. tough women I- you know, I, I do. I do. Yeah, it's it's like how you said. I mean, like I would go occasionally, like uh, when we were back in Oklahoma, Claire would usually go help volunteer, like to go uh, clean up at a barn. And we're talking, you know, I can't remember how big the barn was, but she like sweep up all the aisles and she like change out all the water tanks. And she would do it all by herself. I mean, just because you know that's like her way of like you know re- releasing all the stresses that she might have had throughout the work week. It's her way of like blowing off some steam or things like that. Because she knows what kind of a facility you need to have to take care of horses. She has very, very high expectations. And she's just so focused and so tuned into it. And, you know, it, it, it takes a kind of dedication to get into it. And like I said, of all lifestyles for a wife to get into, it's, very, it's a very healthy one to get into. Because, you see, there's so much responsibility and so much entailed into it. And shows just how driven and how dedicated a wife can be to accomplish this because this is a very, very important part of their identity right here. So, I mean, that's, that's just one of her many qualities that I just really appreciate about her. And the tight breaches. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Keep throwing that in. Uh, but Jennifer, my wife, asked, do you have a hobby or interest that fills the same need, a.k.a. total obsession, as horses do for your horse wife? If not, why not? So let's start with Tommy. Do you have a, Do you have your own hobby? Well, it, it used to be music. And when we met, it was, it was music. I was, I was playing in multiple bands. Uh, we had a practice at the house and, you know, playing lots of shows and, you know, th- it was that, uh, that's kind of faded away. And really now it's soccer, which has always yeah. been a love of mine and sports in general, really you play, right? Oh yeah. We, yeah. we play, uh, I, Leslie I, plays too, right? I, I watch a, heck load of soccer uh i play and i coach a team that leslie's on 
Uh, You're her coach? Yeah. Does she and ever she, listen? Oh, uh, she's awesome. <laughs> that imagine imagine the courage it takes to ride cross country on a like nutso horse and then like transfer that to like being a right in the middle of a defense playing against like you know some dude that's like maybe 6'2, 220. She's not afraid of that guy at all. Uh, so, and, and for those that don't know, Leslie's about five foot two and about ninety nine yeah. pounds. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I watch I watch a ton of soccer. I love so- the amount of soccer that we get to watch right now in the U.S. is amazing. Uh, I've played pretty much all my life, and I think Leslie agreed to play because I hadn't been playing in a long time, and she didn't believe that I would actually get out and do something that involved like running and exercise. And she's so she said, if you get this team together. I will be on the team just so you will run around and exercise, <laughs> you know? Uh, and now we're, now we're like three years in and she's like the linchpin of the like best defense in our league. She's just fearless. Um, Why does so, that not surprise me? Yeah. 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 Uh, and so, you know, and, and our, our, uh, our trip that I was talking about before where she ended up fox hunting with uh, Martha Sitwell, uh, one of the other parts of that trip that I kind of like scooched in there was going to uh, Liverpool and watching a game at Anfield. Um, what the like Liverpool FC in the premier league, that's my team, you know, and she did it and we just both got decked out all in red. And uh, you know, so that's, that's kind of, it used to be like playing music. Now it's just soccer nonstop and, and she's involved and she, she loves it or she very believably like pretends that she does. Um, so yeah, no, that's 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 my uh, that's my hobby at slash interest at the moment is is soccer and then in a more broad way sports in general, you know. Okay, I have one follow up question to that, Tommy. Sure. And sure. she wanted you to get back into it so that you would run around, but now you're the coach, right? Yeah. Do you still do you run around? I still do. Yes. Okay. All right. Just checking. I just yes, checking I to do. see if we accomplished <laughs> that goal. All right. Oh, yeah. uh, t- uh, how about Alex? I'm a gamer. Occasionally, I'd like to sit down, just turn my Xbox One on, and just let my mind just disappear. And just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I, I, I like. I have a very, very creative mind, and I like to, you know, play video games. It just helped me, like, just have this, you know, just kind of disappear. Because I'm one of those guys. I'm almost kind of a movie buff. Like, I'll sit down and watch like a really, really good movie, and just, you know, I'm one of those guys who just loves to get into another story life. It's not because I don't have a life. I just choose to have many kind of deal. That's something that we gamers like to say. Um, or I'll just usually go on YouTube and just watch some sort of a video. Like I find myself watching a lot of, you know, stuff that deals with politics. I get into politics quite a bit, you know, cause I feel it's like a very important part of what I identify with. But, um, you know, I just, I'm a nerd, diehard nerd. There's like, and you know, that's one of the things that Claire loves about me because she knows it's a very important part of my identity. She just knows that, you know, it, she'd much rather have a husband that just would be much more content staying at home, watching movies or playing video games. And somebody that feels the need to go out and uh, party with friends. I mean, I haven't been to a bar in like God knows, like three years. I guess <laughs> crazy. Well, you know, Alex, uh, I am so excited. I I used to be a gamer. I'm too busy now, but I'm so excited about the new Battlefield coming out, World War One. So I can't. I wait. played the beta, and I was all about it because I'm actually kind of a history buff myself. I mean, I I grew up studying history, and World War One was one of the most fascinating ones I'd read about because it was the war to end all wars. And a little bit of family history. Uh, my grandfather's oldest brother, Basil, 
was uh, is buried in Flanders Field, and I think that there's actually a story about his unit. Now, I still haven't had a chance to read the story about it, but it talks about everything. It talks about every soldier in his unit. It's called uh, with 364 Infantry, and it talks about like the last days of the war because I think he was killed either 24 hours before or after the war had been declared officially over with. Wow. So it's kind of interesting. Well, you know, I got to recommend, if you're a history buff, then you'll really love the book, The Perfect Horse. Uh, And it is the story of the rescue of the Lipizzaner Stallions during World War II. Um, and you guys, will, everybody, if you like horses and you like history, you're going to love that book. It was so well. Elizabeth Letts did a great job writing it, and it's it's suspense. You you know what happens in the end, but it's suspenseful. I mean, it really is a good book. You'll you'll love Which that. Which makes book. you wonder if if Alex would ever dress up like Patton when he was riding horses. You know, when those breeches and everything. Yeah. yeah. Halloween's right around the corner. Claire actually. Kind of funny because Claire actually bought me a set of breeches one time. And there's actually a picture of me on Facebook, and everyone's like, "What are you wearing?" I'm like the horse breeches, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think. I'm sorry. I know Joseph. You've been wearing breeches for a long time. I don't think any guy looks good in breeches. So I'm sorry. All right. Uh, well, considering that the it's the U.S. military, and you know, you, when a guy sees another guy wearing extremely tight pants, they just wonder, "Is like, okay, dude, what, you might want to explain what's going on here." And, uh, <laughs> to a horse husband, it's perfectly normal behavior, but to somebody on the outside, that's yeah. not a horse. They're, they're very skeptical about the whole thing. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, wanna... and that that comes about a little bit because if you if you go to Europe, you actually have to earn the right to wear your breeches. If you're going to ride classically over there, um, it, it, it takes a while before you're you're really in a position that you're going to be wearing breeches. And then eventually, uh, in order to ride uh, comfortably or comfortably or co- correctly, you have to have breeches on to have the correct kind of contact. So it's kind of a form follows function thing. I'm sorry, no guys ever look good in breeches. I'm sticking with that one. Uh, (laughs) Well, they don't look the same. Yeah, that's for sure. That is for (laughs) sure. So now I'm going to, we we are doing a Year of the Listener, and I don't know if Claire's been one of our targets yet. Has she been on and been interviewed yet? She has been on before. That's right. uh, You talked to her once before, and she actually talked about, like, she was talking, uh, giving a review on one of the breeches. Oh, that's right. I really wanted to listen to it, but... She was so embarrassed about how, because she says she doesn't like the way she sounds on the radio. She's probably going to kill me when she hears about that. But, you know, it's just, I, I was so fascinated by listening to her talk about it because, you know, it's just, she was very, very excited about testing them out. I mean, anything having to do with horse stuff, she's always decided to try out, so... Well, we appreciate her doing that. It's been a lot of fun this year to have the listeners uh, involved in the testing of the products, too. So we are asking questions of our listeners, and you're the listener. We have a whole bunch of rapid-fire questions we ask. And I wanted to ask you guys each this one question of the ones that we're asking. What is the most terrifying thing you've ever done, and would you do it again? And that should be an interesting one for Alex to answer, but I'll start with Joseph. Most terrifying thing you've ever done, and would you do it again? Uh, and this is, this is regarding horses. No, it can be anything. Oh boy. Um, the, the other job that I do, which is, is firefighting. I was hoping you'd get uh, to that. With, <laughs> yeah. With, well, with a helicopter and, and there's just certain circumstances where I, I would say the worst one was I was flying along in, in really, really low visibility. And I had, uh, like nine firefighters with me. And I was flying treetop to treetop, and all of a sudden, there was no more treetops. And so I was in, in absolute IFR, no visual reference to the ground, no instrument um, uh, to follow. 
in in the smoke and and to to be able to continue to um direct the helicopter in a 180 back to where I could see the ground again. It turned out that I'd flown over a canyon uh, and I wasn't aware that the canyon was there. So suddenly the ground fell away and there was no reference. That that was one of the things that, that I went, wow, that was a very, very uncomfortable experience. You've probably had a lot of them being a helicopter pilot for fires. Yeah, that, yeah. The wind, that, right? That, wind shear and all of that at fires is supposed to be really wacky too. Yeah, it, it's more uh, a matter of um, visibility is probably the one that, that gets me. Plus a helicopter, it's it's pretty dynamic in the environment. So like you said, if you do have wind and the wind suddenly stops and you're depending on it for lift, um, you can suddenly have a settling with power. And and uh, But, you know, getting back to horses, I, I've ridden over in Portugal quite a bit, and I, I was at a... Um, an event at Golgam, which is a small town where an awful lot of the Lusitano Andalusian horses gather once a year. And a man offered me a stallion to ride and, um, and to get on a, a strange stallion in a strange location and not knowing uh, how that horse was going to react. Um, that, that was a similar type of thing that gets your adrenaline. On the other hand, you don't want to turn down this opportunity to ride this incredible horse in this incredible environment. And uh, I think all of the horse wives out there will be able to relate, to, and Leslie especially with with her thing with uh, uh, with uh, with the lady there, um, to be able to get in over your head in certain things and then then work your way out of it on horseback. It's a pretty it's pretty exciting. Every bit as exciting and as anything that I've done in a helicopter. I've had equally as much um, excitement and and also getting back to that earlier question that you did. Uh, about having a, a hobby or an interest in, and, and as dynamic as flying a helicopter is, there is a, a sensation or a feeling between two sentient beings, meaning, meaning a human and a horse, that cannot be duplicated with any machine. And, and I get why horsewomen are horsewomen. And for a period of 10 years of my life, I would actually almost say that my, my horse wife was the horse wife to me being the horse rider. I went... I was so obsessed about trying to find that connection and to stay in that moment of of connection with a horse and it and it starts out and it's and it's so fleeting you don't know you don't even understand what it is that the horse has just given you and it and it goes on for for five seconds or ten seconds and then you take lessons and you ride better horses and then you're in that zone for thirty seconds or perhaps a minute and then the horse finds that zone for you. And and people talk about dressage, but they've never actually ridden that moment that the horse and the rider are absolutely connected, where the, the tiniest uh, uh, aid that you offer, the horse is paying attention and his ears are, are looking at you. And there's there's a sense of connection that is indescribable. And and as a, as a horse rider, there is a moment that there is nothing that I have done ever that compares with the moment that you and a horse are acting together. And it's absolutely exhausting. And, and there's a reason why the longest dressage tests are, are, you know, what, six minutes or five minutes. It can't last any longer than that. So, um, so yeah, I'm obsessed with it. And, and that also answers your question. The, the most exciting, terrifying, it's all in the same thing. We get on the back of a, you know, 1300 pound horse. That'll do it for you. Tommy. Well, it, I've got to say, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate to have, not been in a lot of terrifying situations in my life. Um, you know, like one of them is uh, driving a minivan with a sailboat on top into a 
like two lane across puddle in Pennsylvania uh, and getting hit by a semi truck, you know, like, Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. That's, that's really scary. And would I do it again? Absolutely not. Especially (laughs) since I was on cruise control and like, you know, just running on coffee fumes at the time, you know, like uh, that was, that was my fault and uh, wouldn't do it again. Horse wise. uh, (laughs) I was on a, uh, one of the very few, probably too few, to be honest, uh, trail rides with Leslie, you know, come around a little bend, there's a fallen tree. Now, in my mind, this thing was like four feet tall, uh, <laughs> right? And we jumped it. Was it. huge. Yeah, we jumped a it. Tremendously. It was the size of a house. Yeah, and I, and I stayed on and survived, and I'm still alive now. And, you know, in, in, in you know, that, that, uh, in my mind versus reality. In reality, this thing was just like a little fallen tree. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I don't ride a, enough. Uh, we jumped it. I stayed on. I'm proud. It was scary. Yeah, you own that, Tommy. Own that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, do. I do own it. <laughs> Alex, keep- now you're in the military. You've had some things in your life, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's like in the same event, necessarily, but like, you know, I'd have to say, like, probably the most terrifying was just, you know, the, the sensation. Like, I, I remember when I was uh, on my first deployment in 2003 when I was, when we were told that we were going to Iraq. I mean, I, I missed the whole invasion bit. I wasn't part of the invasion, so I just want to make that very clear. I got there when, like, a lot of major combat actions had ceased, right? But, like, it, the sensation and feeling of knowing that, of whether you're going to come back is just, like, one of the things that's, like, most terrifying. It's not so much the fear of dying, it's just the fearing of the unknown, basically. And, you know, like, by the, and then after my fifth combat deployment, I just kind of realized it just kind of stops being the point after everything. You know, I mean, you still have that same basic fear of the unknown, but, like, there are certain things, like, where it becomes a part of your senses where you feel like, you know, you're already used to, like, for instance, the first time you take uh, incoming, right? The first time, it, it, yeah, it's terrifying, but then after that, you're just, you know, it's, more of an inconvenience at first, as long as nobody gets hurt. But like some people, it's just, it's something they kind of never used to, but I really can't really narrow it down to like one occasion where I was like completely terrified. But the thing is, it's just like, you know, once you experience something terrifying and you realize that, you know, you can overcome it, you know, there's not a whole lot that you can stop you after that, as long as you don't try to tempt fate, I guess. I mean, I, I don't really have uh, any other way to put it, should I say. You there know, was a book written by Anna Sewell, uh, Black Beauty, and in it, Black Beauty related that he, uh, Black Beauty was not afraid of what he knew. I and can't that, believe that you just did a Black Beauty reference on my show. I just can't <laughs> believe you. Ja- you know, Jamie loves Black Beauty, and I had to sit through her reading that damn book at the beginning of Horses in the Morning every oh, that day. Was just for, that was for Jamie Jennings. Oh, chapter after chapter. Ugh. Black Beauty. We have that movie here, and we still You're fired, Joseph. You're fired. You're out of here. I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put a moratorium on all Black Beauty references <clears throat> on our show. Oh man, you know, I was uh, caving with. We used to do. We used to go spelunking, and this was back when I was a teen. 
uh, probably 18 years old. And we got lost in a cave in West Virginia. It was a very large cave, very long cave. Uh, we were in there for almost eight hours. Uh, and the group I was with was supposed to keep up with the group in front of us. Well, we lost the group in front of us, and they didn't realize they had lost us. And this cave had many turns, uh, most of them dead ends. And we ended up, uh, we ended up, it took us almost four or five hours to get out of the cave. Uh, and apparently they were about to send uh, rescue parties in. I, you know, at first we were okay, first hour or two, but then when we realized that we might be going around in circles and we kept coming to dead ends, we we started to get a little scared because our, our batteries were going to be running out, our lights were going to be running out, and that was probably the that was one of the scary times. How did you find your way out? We got lucky. That's that's got all lucky. it was. We got lucky. There was five of us, and uh, we just got lucky. We, one of them, when we got back to a turn, a bend in the in the cave, uh, he said, "You know, I, th- I'm, I swear I remember we came in this way, and we just made the right turn that time." And this was a cave where a lot of it was crawl on your on your belly, so we were pretty exhausted when we got out too. Uh, it was that that was that was a tricky one. And the next day we were back in, so it, you know. It was there you go. nothing yeah. with your little horse and uh, and your carriage, huh? He's no, bolted on me moment. a few times that were a little scary when he went into the other lane of traffic coming at us, but there were no cars yeah. coming, so that was good. Uh, oh, but the yeah. bolting's gotten better. We've gotten better oh, about the bolting thing. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate you joining in today, and uh, have a wonderful holiday season coming up. You know, I think we were pretty nice. We didn't throw Leslie totally under the bus today. No, 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 no. I will, I will play goalkeeper on that one and keep her out from <laughs> under the bus. It makes sure she doesn't listen, okay? Because I might have said a couple things, and we can't stop that. You know, and we really yeah, want. Nothing we can do about that. We already know that the wise, as soon as they knew that we were going to be on this horse network, you know that you'd be like, okay, I have to hear what he said. This yep. is one of the most popular episodes of Horses in the Morning every month, and it ain't the guys listening to it, i got to tell you. It ain't yep. the guys. Well, thank you, Tommy Bateman, and thank you, Alex Kirsch. We appreciate you joining us today. Thanks, all Absolutely. of you. It's been a blast. Well, that was fun having Tommy and Alex here, and thank you, Joseph, for stopping by. We appreciate you filling in for, for Timothy. I know he uh, appreciates you helping out as well. Yeah, he's big, big shoes to fill. I, I enjoy listening to Timothy very much. He's got wonderful insight about being a horse husband. He's a philosopher. He should have wonderful insight. <laughs> he's a doctor of philosophy. I have to remind myself, he gets all philosophical, and I'm going, okay, he is a philosopher. So uh, he makes me feel like I don't have a thought in my head uh, when Timothy talks. I yeah, just, I, and I'm I'm trying to put together my list of uh, the different levels of being a horse, horse husband and uh, certainly using... Uh, Timothy as a guide that that gives me no like you a can't level use one. Timothy as a guide because he makes the rest of us look silly so <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you I think you need to lower your bar uh, <laughs> well and I wanted to remind everybody that tomorrow is Friday I'll be off tomorrow but Dr. Wendy is filling in so it'll be Dr. Wendy and Jamie will be coming to you from Flag is Up Farm in California they will be doing really bad ads Wendy loves doing really bad ads she was so excited that she got to fill in and you can get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com get them in today you'll have to get them in today Thursday for them to be in for tomorrow we have a great prize this month and they'll tell you all about that tomorrow it's something that I 
know a lot of our auditors want to win. If you send in a, if you read the ad yourself, which some of these have been hilarious, if you read the ad yourself, uh, just record it on your phone, send us a sound file, just email us the sound file, and we'll enter you twice for this month's drawing. So it, we, we really encourage you to read the ad yourself, partly because it makes our job easier and uh, we have to do less work. And we'd love to hear from you. So send your ads in to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Put really bad ads in the subject line so she knows that it's for tomorrow's show. Once again, where can people find your products? Uh, you can find all of our equity products at equitymfg.com or just go to shakenfork.com uh, on the World Wide Web. Thank you very much. And, of course, you can find us at HorsesInTheMorning.com. All the past Horse Husband episodes are there. If you just go there and search for Horse Husbands, you'll bring up all the past episodes. We've been doing this now for a long time, it seems like. So uh, take a listen. They're all a lot of fun, and it is good to get to know the husbands of the listeners. That's it for me. I'm done. I'm out of here. uh, 10,000 episodes. Don't forget to spay, neuter, and geld. Well, I knew I was in trouble when my wife saw this old horse. He's a pathetic thing, and she said, we've just got to take him home. Know that we can feed him up and get him back on his feet. Next thing I know, there's 14 more in my wife's rescue lead. Suddenly, she's getting 15,000 emails a day. Most of them from people trying to send another horse our way A few times I tried to put the brakes on, but it was just too late She hypnotized 14 other wives all across the state Well, I guess there's worse obsessions that my darling wife could choose But that sure don't stop me from having the rescue husband blues we fostered a thousand horses, most whose names I can't recall. But at least I know a little piece of my wallet went out with them all. Now my wife loves the horses, and I've just had to accept that. I'm having a little more trouble with these 40 dogs and cats. Everything was fine until they commandeered my chair. Covered every piece of clothing I own with piles and mounds of hair. Next thing you know, I'm gonna be renting another house. Cause the animals will unionize and quickly vote me out. I'd like to think my wife will side with me when that day comes. But I don't know, she's got little years for creatures with opposable thumbs. I guess there's worse obsessions that my darling might choose. That sure don't stop me from having the rescue husband blues. We fostered a thousand horses, most whose names I can't recall. But at least I know a little piece of my wallet went out with them all. Now I know some of you fellas out there can surely sympathize. Same thing's been going on at your house and with your darling wives. So let's start us up a club. Let the meeting start. Cause there's a whole lot of Shinerbach beer in misery. Come on and do your part. We've got the rescue husband blues. Sure don't got no money left to lose. 
Let's get together and talk about the days before our wives are rescue slaves and drink away old rescue husband blues. Just can't shake these rescue husband blues.